Welcome. You are now aboard the Sub Club Submarine Spaceship. We will be your tour guides on a quantum journey to reprogram our subconscious minds. Please keep your arms and hands inside the subship at all times until you are safely docked in your castle's subship port upon arrival at heaven on earth. Thank you and enjoy the ride. Hello everyone, welcome or welcome back to Brainwash Yourself, the best podcast about the mystical and very practical art of reprogramming our subconscious minds. We are so happy you're here to join us for this conversation. My name is Kalissa and I am here with my co-host, Annika. Hi, Annika. Hi, everybody. Hi, Kalista. And today we are going to be talking about the holographic universe theory, holographic reality concept. And I'm really happy that we are talking about it because I feel like this is one of those underlying assumptions. Not that it's fully an assumption because we'll get more into the theory, what does it mean, holographic universe, like what does it mean to us as well, and um, it's also just a really helpful concept and framework to be introduced to, because if you have never thought of such a concept before, it can kind of be mind-blowing, and regardless of the ultimate metaphysical nature of the universe and reality and if anything is actually a hologram or not it's an amazing analogy when you start to apply it to the experience as you go through life and I feel like that is so much to do with brainwash yourself and I know you have like an article quote which gives a little definition from online about the concept that we're talking about so I feel like you should read it okay Okay, so I can read it. And I wouldn't, I mean, there are so many ways to think about this. And I feel like the holographic universe principle actually spans across many ways of thought, including is woven in and out of, you know, spirituality, through religion, through different modes of thought. And so this is kind of a very, like, scientific, I don't even... Yeah, I would say that it's more in the language of uh, science. The holographic universe principle suggests that we're living in a simulated reality. Essentially, it claims that our physical world is nothing more than a detailed illusion. This illusion is actually projected by our brains as energy fields are being decoded into the seemingly three-dimensional universe we see around us. So... Basically, it says our brain mathematically constructs objective reality by interpreting frequencies that are ultimately from another dimension. Okay, this is going in a whole direction. But to me, I would say the holographic reality principle is kind of that reality is like our reality is projected through our own filter and if we can make shifts in ourselves and in our own filter essentially our mind which is projecting this reality then our reality can shift instantaneously essentially because if you think about it it's almost like your mind is like the movie projector and then there's like an energy that's filtering through you and filtering in your mind and then projecting out into the movie screen of your own life. And so to shift the things that are happening around you, you just make a shift in what life is being directed through and filtered through. And so that's kind of how I've always thought about the holographic nature of reality, that life is essentially a holographic reflection of what is internal in you. And it kind of aligns with the idea of if you want to change the world, start with changing yourself. And that there's the idea 
that the most important work you can do in the world is on yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I well, I love it. Starting with oneself and that idea, and I feel like I totally value that and totally agree with that. And I love thinking about the connection between holograms and holographic universe theory which holograms this is like the analogy that I learned shout out to my cousin Liz who explained this to me like this um if you take like a hologram thinking Star Wars video message person pops up on the table in like a little um digital form if you were to split it in half it would not be like his body split in half it would be like two tiny little holograms of him because something about the technology and the way the hologram works the technology of it all the information for the whole hologram is available at every Mm -hmm. point so no matter how small you split it you're always gonna have basically an identical copy or like you could say kind of like mirror image um just smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller so when you say holographic reality like in the article it kind of makes it sound like the idea of living in a simulation almost like maybe some other alien culture perfected the sims and like that's us or something like that but we talk about all the time on the podcast being a fractal of god consciousness which is like a much more organic um like divine idea not saying that all these realities like can't exist within the other well one could exist within one of the others but um that's why I say, like, I feel like regardless of the actual metaphysical objective truth at the end of the day, if there is one, it's a great, great analogy. Like, let's say we are the fractals of the God consciousness. That makes perfect sense why you go within for the answers, for the answers to, like, the universal truths because mm-hmm. you are like this holographic fractal that contains all that information inside and I feel like why it can be a microcosm and also a reflection is because like the infinite nature like there's no there's no real bigger and smaller because There's also the quantum nature, which we're probably going to have another podcast conversation in the future about quantum time. Both these ideas, which I kind of trailed off, but you get the picture of what I'm saying. Like, it all adds up to also what Annika was saying about the idea of, like, your mind being a reflection. It's like, if your mind is a hologram, your external reality is a hologram, but they're the same. They're the same hologram. And I feel like this concept is one... That's the thing about brainwash yourself. Reprogramming the subconscious mind is the best way to get these different results that many people seem to be fruitlessly seeking in other ways because their subconscious mind is blocking them, possibly. We talk about stuff like that, but um, it's like these analogies and these concepts is such an underlying factor to the idea that these techniques that we talk about would even be possible. So that's why I'm so happy we're having this conversation because it's like breaking down like why it would even work. These techniques and this whole entire mindset that we endorse. Right, right. Because at first glance, if you've never heard about this thing, before it could seem kind of silly that you would listen that you would repeat affirmations and it would change your life or that you would listen to subliminal affirmations and it would change your life but it's actually changing making changes to the software that is 
projecting, you know, you make changes to the projector and it's going to change what is projected. And I love what you were talking about, about the fractal of God consciousness, because that is such an important part of the holographic reality. And I feel like that is such a deeply important truth because our reality nowadays is increasingly distracting and there's more and more that's vying for our attention at all times and this is one of the main reasons why it is so fruitful to go within and to take time where we're minimizing those distractions and the gold can be found inside like there's this infinite source of wisdom there's this infinite source of joy and it's an experience that's waiting to be had and I also love how you were talking about how that we could be like a sims version perfected by a more intelligent alien race because I remember I was having this conversation with somebody that I had met who was a proclaimed atheist, like a very intelligent guy. And I think I told you about this before, but we'll tell the pod. It was so fascinating because he was talking about, he really resonates with, uh, a, something that he heard from Elon Musk, which is that like, it is very, very likely that a more intelligent alien race out there did that we are living in a matrix sort of situation because it's very likely that a more intelligent alien race has figured out a way to like create a simulation and that it's very very likely that is what we are and I was like it's funny because we actually kind of believe the same thing but mine is through the filter of kind of divinity and his is kind of through the filter of just intelligence and science. But from my perspective, like it is still a simulation, but it's spiritual energy, God consciousness that's channeled through us. And we are still in, I guess it could still be looked at as a simulation but like our bodies are these antennas through which we receive spiritual energy and then out from it a reality is projected through our mind which also in the yogic tradition so much meditation kriyas different exercises are done to kind of bring more balance to the entire physical body because they know and understand that it is the channel for the infinite source energy that when we perfect the channel, we can see truth more clearly. We can experience a better reality because it's almost like you are tuning up the projector. You are making it so you were polishing the diamond through which the light shines so you can experience a higher frequency reality. And I would have to say that I've experienced that myself. Like the more that I fine tune my antenna, the more enjoyable of an experience of life that I have personally. And the idea in general, whether like it doesn't really matter what the ultimate truth around it is because it it might be like so big that it's hard for us at our level of consciousness to fully perceive everything but the truth of it is still the same and it can be practically applied to one's life to know that truly if we are a fractal source of god consciousness we can experience all the things that we're externally yearning for within ourselves, not as a nice, comforting, idealistic idea, but a practical experience that is available to every single one of us as we're all slightly different expressions of the same infinite source. We're all our own unique fractals of the same infinite source. And we all have this infinite potential within us if we choose to tap into it. 
Totally. So much to say on this topic. This is like so major. I agree with so much about what you said. Another analogy that I love is the radio dial. Mm, So mm -hmm. it's like our consciousness, right? Our mind is this hologram. We have the subconscious mind, the conscious mind. They're all kind of holograms with each other, right? It's like the infinite reflections. There's so much I could say about and want to say about like every single part of what I'm saying, but when it comes to the universe, God, one way of thinking about it is time itself is a human construct. Everything is happening all at once to the point of there being infinite like dimensions, timelines, all overlapped on top of each other, which is this manifestation of God consciousness, this holographic manifestation. And then us humans are just kind of like riding the wave, surfing these timelines. (laughs) (laughs) and um our brains are simplifying it all down they're giving us this linear timeline which for some of us is pretty on and off these days and it gives us these kind of like automatic processes, these default programmings as a way to save energy. And that's just the nature of what it is to be able to have our own individual conscious experience. And it's like, okay, so let's now say this whole universe is all all these timelines all these dimensions are all these radio stations and our consciousness is the dial that can tune to like these different frequencies that is what makes it like deep within our heart is such an infinite source of divine energy that is the holographic reflection of the God consciousness, the holographic reflection of um, like the spiritual heart chakra of the earth, some will say, and like the light that we all share, the place that we're all connected, the place where like what makes us different and what makes us human like doesn't really exist. Um, But then... There's the conscious reality we experience, which is like the holographic reflection of that part of our inner reality, which is like our conscious, our conscious mind and our subconscious mind, because the part that's the reflection of our conscious mind is, I feel like our thoughts and our choices and our, our conscious experience, but there's so much too that we're processing in the subconscious mind and really that's where most of it is and really that's what's generating those parts of our reality that it seems like we're not we're not controlling and that's why we love to tune tune the dial to what we want because we also have desires which is a good thing like we get guided by our natural desires to help focus our energy with all these infinite possibilities. So we learn, and I love what you're saying about distractions. I think there's so much to say about, you know, an organic, divine, holographic matrix that's a fractal of God consciousness compared to, like, the Alien Sims game we were talking about compared to the idea of the artificial matrix that people talk about all the time that we even sometimes also mention on the podcast, which is like a lot of people 
not you guys as sub club members like have not woken up to their power at all and there's other people who like would want to take advantage of these like malleable and aimless minds and so it's like if if I were to have those intentions I were to have a lot of money and power and like I knew the power of my own mind I could put in to the collective reality like so many messages for the unwitting mind to absorb and kind of run my program and create this kind of artificial structure that is not necessarily being created by the power of everyone's like heart's desire which I feel like is this artificial matrix that a lot of the time people are talking about and it's like not life-giving Mm-hmm. You know, so sourcing the energy from the heart center. We love it. We love sourcing the energy from the heart center. I feel like it just gives so much energy. And it's like, that's kind of the other unspoken shadow side to brainwash yourself is like, if you don't, there is a lot of messaging going on that could just kind of like sweep sweep you up in the current like it really pays to stay sharp Mm -hmm. um and just pay attention to what you're consuming goes into the subconscious and then like generates back out exactly what we're talking about Mm -hmm. so we want to like that's literally what the podcast is all about it's like okay reprogramming that like Mm -hmm. what we've passively absorbed may not be getting us the results we want maybe a lot of fears or other people's like hopes and dreams Mm -hmm. and it's like okay no 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 let's clear it out tune the frequency to our heart's desires so we can start generating generating that reflection amen i love it and it's exactly what it's about because it's brainwash yourself like take the power back Mm -hmm. and some of the part of that oftentimes step one of that is realizing that we have been I mean it's kind of a harsh way to say it but being brainwashed for most of our lives and it doesn't also have to be malicious like it's like sometimes these ingrained patterns of unconsciousness mm -hmm. because we're going through a collective awakening where this is happening generation after generation where people are just doing you know, the best they can, getting more and more aware and more and more conscious. A hundred percent. And the idea of bring brainwashed, it doesn't just mean that people were like, oh, haha, let's create this structure and all these different tactics where we're going to brainwash society and we're going to put them into an unconscious state where they're actually enacting things that are going to be for our benefit instead of their benefit. But really, it could just mean that we are born into this reality that is basically the creation of the minds of others because if the reality is slowly built upon consciousness and we're coming fresh into this reality as new beings of consciousness entering the planet until we realize that we have the power to consciously create our own reality and consciously co-create with others to create a new reality, we're just going to be impacted and essentially kind of brainwashed to become a reflection of the reality that we are living in and to continually perpetuate this reality and so whether it's intentional or not is like really not even the point because that's kind of getting stuck in the fourth dimension of like oh who's trying to do this and like what's what's the intention what's the malicious intention behind this and who's the one who's infringing this upon me it's like that's not empowering at all it's more just like you have the power to brainwash yourself to project into your own reality and to me like this um is twofold it's like one cleansing and aligning and balancing your fractal your filter your projector your mind your subconscious mind and aligning the subconscious and the sub and the conscious as much as you can and then also like Callista was saying our heart is like this source of infinite energy that can then amplify our 
desires our belief are beam like basically you can have a desire and then if you are connected more connected to your own infinite source of energy within then you can more powerfully beam onto what you want to create and what you want to experience and so in my mind is kind of twofold it's like one we have to purify is such an intense word but I kind of honestly like it um me too I love it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um like purify yourself not in a way of like old Abrahamic religion like you have to follow these certain rules that were like set up by the patriarchy purify yourself <laughs> of the puritanical programming yes yes exactly um and so how, however it means to you yeah it's like purify yourself become like a pure channel vessel purify the mind you know um through subconscious through programming through meditation through you know yoga like whatever floats your boat there's so many avenues for this and then just so you can see yourself clearly and see what you're projecting and see what you're creating and then connecting in whatever way speaks to you. It can be connecting to source energy. It can be connecting to your heart. It can be going deep within you until like you allow this infinite source of energy to come through. But it's kind of like there's the charge and then there's the thing through which the charge, like the electrical charge is projected through and creates this pattern outwards. It's like what pattern do you want to create? And then how much energy are you sourcing to project and create that pattern effectively. That's just kind of how I like to think about it. Uh, So I loved what you were saying about how there's this like divine matrix of reality, this divine holographic situation going on. And then there's also like they can both be existing simultaneously. So it's kind of just in terms of like, you know, the divine matrix, the divine matrix and the more kind of maybe like society that we all build yes yes exactly so it's kind of like what do we want to tune into what do we want to plug into what do we want to help create and I guess that would be kind of the whole concept of waking up which can become like or sound so cliche nowadays but it's really just realizing that we have the power to be creating. So going from this thing that has already been created, that has been being perpetuated for a long time that, you know, maybe we enjoy, maybe we really don't enjoy to realizing, oh, I can be a part and I can create something different. I can create something of my own and it can be beautiful. It can be whatever I want it to be, which is so interesting because like, let's say God is this infinite consciousness that uses its own creative like creatively expresses by creating whatever reality we're in then it's that next level of fractal awakening when we realize the same thing and realize our own creative power and start exercising our own creative power over our own lives it's like we complete the circle and like the cycle yes and I think like waking up as you put it is majorly awesome because when you are kind of being carried along by the artificial matrix as we have been like referencing there's always that feeling of like you know am I keeping up am I doing this right like not feeling fulfilled because it's not generated by your heart center like it doesn't need to be bad like it's you know if other people have been generating this from the purity of their heart center like that's beautiful because that's what we're here to do like that's still gonna be what you're gonna be here to do like it's not gonna be all fun and games to just like follow along with everyone else's hopes and dreams and like I really believe that when everyone is true to like their true soul expression that is what reflects back and it's just like a win-win-win situation and I love the holographic reality idea because it's very empowering it ties into I feel like the idea of the law of attraction which 
is now super popular to talk about and one of those things that like many people might think of a different meaning when they're using the same phrase, but it's this idea of the external reality being the reflection of the internal reality. And so it's kind of this idea of like, it's always a you problem. Like if there's some dissatisfaction with the external world instead of this mind state of like reactivity of like, oh, you know, this sucks. It's like, okay, what can I shift so I'm not always creating this experience and it can be like the toughest pill to swallow and I've seen it criticized so hard and I've seen it sometimes criticized in a very valid way of not using this concept to like victim blame someone who went through some sort of violence at the hands of someone else and it's like obviously well it's obvious to me like not the appropriate context to apply these concepts of like oh well like what are what have you been attracting like what are your thoughts you know what I mean but just when it comes to my personal story I can see how it can be a tough pill to swallow for your average complainer who's just like stuck in the rut complaining about like to them society sucks like the average person is lame and doesn't get it you know what I mean and it's like can be such a tough pill to swallow that all of this is a reflection of your mind state and it's like the first instinct can sometimes be like very defensive but think of it as like the power you know is in your hands and that's why I love it so much and I found it to be like really helpful and true to apply um If you are going through a pattern, if you do have a subconscious block where you are dissatisfied and it's like, where is the disconnect between you and your heart's desires? And why is it that even though that's what you consciously tell yourself that you want, your subconscious mind is not on board to project, to project that? Mm Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, that will lead you down a long, long rabbit hole. Like, ask yourself that, subclub, if you're listening. What do I really want? How is that different from my reality? If that's what I'm telling myself that I want, why is my subconscious mind not on board to project that? Mm -hmm. Who knows what the answer will be? You know what I mean? It's different for every single person, but that will lead you on a very beautiful healing journey. So true. And another way you can kind of start to get to the bottom of it is just to watch yourself and how you act and the way you speak in your day-to-day reality because oftentimes it's not in alignment with what we do desire or what our soul is asking for. And it's oftentimes because we just have a habit or we're used to a way of being or we have some sort of fear towards change or we're addicted to a certain pattern or behavior. Uh, And one way that I think is really obvious or just something that we can all watch in terms of this is how much we complain or how much we gossip or just things that like come out of our mouths that you know aren't actually in the alignment of the reality that we want because our thoughts are a reflection of our filter our projector and so are the words we speak and so are the actions that we perform so these are all things that we can watch to see if there are things that are in alignment with our soul's desires but I would just say that like if we all want to live happy harmonious joyful existences that all of these things that I just mentioned um negativity and not in a way of like toxic positivity like if something's you know just because something's happening that like you wouldn't want to be happening it doesn't it like talking about it 
or experiencing it isn't wrong. It's more just, I don't know, like what's, it's more kind of the attitude around it that matters, you know, because we all experience things that a lot of people might see as negative. But if you're looking at it from kind of a trained mind, a more elevated perspective, it's actually just, you know, a side of the polarity of life. It's not something that necessarily requires, um, how do I want to say this? It's not something to necessarily get in a victim mind state over. I think that's something huge to watch is like a victim mentality, not in a way that I'm saying it's wrong to feel like the victim. I just don't think it's very empowering and can potentially perpetuate more experiences that feel disempowering in one's life. And I'm not saying if like one thing happens to you and you feel victimized because that's totally okay but if if you if one witnesses it as like a consistent pattern in life that like that is an energy that one's feeling that I think just can continually lead to more experiences of disempowering situations because it becomes the filter through which one experiences life and so that's something to watch and then complaining like and I'm only saying these from personal experience because for example we through our kundalini yoga course like went through a month of you know no complaining and it was so empowering because it's really addicting to complain like it's very I don't know it's like so common I think in like our culture and like reality it's such like a topic of conversation to be like oh like the traffic today oh the weather today you know like so many random little things like this um which is very nuanced from like telling someone something that you're going through that's not what this is about this is kind of more about like habitual mind like habitual patterns of things that are more um on the lighter side I like Callista said before I'm not talking about the intense situations that are kind of like major things that we go through in life that like everybody you know you're all entitled to do whatever you want to do and feel uh, and feel however you want to feel especially if something major is going on in your life we're talking more about the like the habitual addictive patterns of these ways of relating or expressing can just lead to more of that so it's actually like not even good or bad it's just how do you want to experience life and these are ways that like you know you can ask yourself like Callista was saying where like this block might be and then a way do I that can be helpful to identify it is just to watch how you express and watch how you move through life and start to work to shift those if you think they're out of alignment with what you want to experience so it's totally a you and you game a me and me game you know a Callista and Callista game it's like it's more just like these are helpful ways to view what might be underneath the surface to watch what's happening above the surface yeah yes and it totally removes the separation because it's like the idea of everyone is a reflection of each other so if someone is caught up in the mind state of like this person is so so evil it's really shout out to robert edward grant This man (laughs) explains this concept to the T. We saw him at this spiritual festival called the Disclosure Festival giving this talk called One is the Only Constant. He described this immaculately. I didn't even know that was the title. Yes. That is like the most profound title I've ever heard. (laughs) I love it. And, um, he talks about how, okay, one is that unified God consciousness field that we're all fractal reflections of, and that's us. And when we're connected to that part of us, it feels good. And there's this quantum state anchored in the 5D, anchored in the swan grid. If you are curious, you can go back and listen to like different podcast episodes, but... um. 
where it's very quantum and a lot of the separation dissolves and it's a great fun place that Annika and I were just talking about of creatively expressing through your ego, experiencing, being embodied in your physical form, being aware of the unity with all beings, of the God consciousness within you, being aware of the ways that you're still triggered and you're still blocked and clearing those, using your tools, you know, integrating higher and higher energies. Um, and it's great. But when <laughs> we are not having this experience, it's kind of because we are like separating ourselves from ourselves by judging certain parts of ourselves that are in our shadow, which is in our subconscious. And so we think to ourselves, we don't have these energies within us. We judge these energies within us so much that we cannot even admit to ourselves that these energies are within us. We push them into our subconscious, into our shadow side, splitting ourselves. And it's like the reciprocal you, the reciprocal for those who are not, you know, into math, I don't blame you, is when you divide one by a number. So like the six, reciprocal of six is one sixth. The reciprocal of four is one fourth. So let's say that your spirit, unique human soul blueprint is like a cosmic number and an infinite range of numbers. Um, and instead of like one times that number, meaning one, the only constant, which just makes the number itself, you know what I mean? It's like you and God are one, you're multiplying yourself by God, it equals yourself. God's a part of the picture, <laughs> you know, it's great, <laughs> we're loving it. Or, you know, one divided by your number because you're divided from yourself you're separating yourself from yourself like eliminating these aspects from your conscious mind so you're kind of splitting your experience and it manifests as these experiences that you judge in your 3d reality and you so if you are having an experience, it's such a mind hack, it works like that. If you're having an experience where someone or something is bothering you, you ask yourself, what energy is bothering me? What don't I like about this? And then you think, where do I where do I show these traits? Where do I have this energy? Where have I acted this way? Where have I caused this inconvenience for someone else? Where have I like been inconsiderate of this happening to someone else? And then you say, I forgive myself. I integrate that part of myself. I love that part of myself. Thank the trigger mm -hmm. for giving you this awareness and this experience and shining the light in like this treasure hunt of this area of yourself that like still needed to like receive the light of your awareness, still needed your love basically. And um, boom, integrate it. And it's like, just do it over and over and over and over. Cause this hologram can get very distorted when it comes to the blocks and they're in our blind spots. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like a house of mirrors, like, um, House of Mirrors is actually a great. It literally is basically House of Mirrors. Totally. But um, it gets to the point where, life just becomes a lot more easy to manage this way because we talk about it all the time. Like we have more control. We can't control 
these other people, even if they are, you know, projections of our subconscious mind. Like, we can't control them with our consciousness, but we can in these, like, rare fleeting, like, one out of a hundred moments when we do have this, like, conscious control over what we're doing, like, use our tools, our tips, and our techniques, like, think to ourselves, like, we forgive ourselves, we love ourselves, like, bring the awareness into the body, like, release, breathe, do the practices Annika is talking about. Yes, it makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is where it's like, when we can catch ourselves in the negativity or catch ourselves in the complaining, we can instead of projecting our feelings and our judgments externally then do what Callista's saying, like the productive thing, which is turn it internal and allow for this integration. And imagine if every time something bothered you in life or about somebody else and you turn it within and you integrate it within yourself and then you go forward and that thing no longer bothers you. Like, then we're the winners because we just get to go through our life feeling more love, compassion, and joy for all of existence. Yeah, and it's this idea that, like, everything is okay. Like, even, you know, shout out once again to those good old-fashioned Puritan ideals. It's, like, certain things being jealous, like, being mean, being selfish, being dishonest, like that are have such a bad reputation and it's like guess what we've all done it yeah like newsflash and like it's okay and then Mm -hmm. like when that happens you can channel it when stuff gets like relegated to our shadow it becomes very very toxic and like we Mm -hmm. have these hidden like outbursts of our subconscious mind right but it's like if we can say like wow, I am, like, not liking this experience. I'm really triggered right now because, like, this person is, like, being very, very, um, like, mean and they're being, like, a bully. Something that classically, like, is viewed as a very negative thing and I'm not saying it's not. Like, that's the type of behavior that I would definitely not want to exhibit myself and I would want to integrate it, which is exactly what I'm saying. It's, like... For me to put myself on the pedestal, not look into my shadow and just say, like, oh, my gosh, that horrible mean bully over there, like, that person is so, so horrible. It's like, okay, have I ever felt so insecure and so confused that I, in the moment made someone feel bad as a defense mechanism when I was a kid when I was growing up yes I have like even thinking of that you can see like that's a very vulnerable energy that behaves that way like even that gives you some sympathy and compassion and it's like okay so that part of myself like I forgive that part of myself I love that part of myself and if I have the awareness of that then I can take that and integrate it in the future where if I'm having those feelings in the future, I can have awareness of them and give myself love, come back into my body, regulate my own nervous system instead of projecting from my shadow and ending up acting in a way that I'm going to regret later because maybe somebody else got hurt Mm -hmm. instead of just like this mind state where everybody else's flaws we judge them and we can hardly even get a handle on our own it's like no their flaws are our flaws and they're like a beautiful reminder and signpost of like exactly where we can still heal mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's how I feel like all like of the well-known beings of super high consciousness that have ever traversed our planet are just universally have been known to have love and compassion for all people, regardless of whether 
you're a sinner, whether you're a murderer, whether you're, you know, all these things that we all judge in each other. And ourselves, yeah. And because we judge it in ourselves. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas, yeah. It's like, God forbid I accept this in this person or they might know my dirty secret that I too. Yeah have acted like that which is something I'm so so ashamed of that like I can't have anyone know so I rather judge them right if like God is everything and God is all things then it's even the what we would call bad parts you know what I mean Yes, and it's, I think it's really, like, the awareness that brings it to light. I mean, that is such one of the ultimate questions, like, the problem of evil. And I love, like, I love Taoism. I can't remember what it was that, what books that I was reading, but it was kind of asking this group of higher consciousness beings, like, why is there bad in the world? Why is there disease, death, famine? war all these things and the answer was like incorrect thinking (laughs) yeah and there's so much I mean I've heard that concept before too where it's like awareness it's like anything that is so dark and evil is really just in the shadows and like the light Mm. of awareness like it's so much our fear that makes it so dark and evil and like unapproachable and just the light it's like that quote the only thing we have to fear is fear itself like the light of awareness when you really look at it you see that it's not evil like it's it's disintegrated you know what I mean it needs to be It needs attention. Yeah. Like, when you think about it, we were just talking about medieval times, about how, like, I'm sure there were some people, there were some people who were on a very power-hungry, all of these things, but, like, so many of the majority of people were just afraid about having food, afraid about having shelter, afraid about staying alive and like because of this there was like so much gruesome war like all this like really gnarly stuff that were probably I mean a lot of people in this world are going through stuff that's like just as gnarly but like back then it was kind of a worldwide phenomenon and we're so blessed and that was a major point I was thinking of too it's like yes we are blessed to not be in that position and that is why we have this energy to devote to reprogramming our subconscious minds and not everyone has you know all that energy to spare to like nerd out on these concepts bringing us back to what you were saying about the victim mentality which I also wanted to say and double down on what you were saying like it's not that anything is anyone's fault for them to be victimized but it's just that idea of like don't put yourself in the box that like you can't heal like your life is always in your hands like you can always find that option and that avenue to reframe and look at things in a way where there's hope for yourself and you can still pursue like who you truly are no matter no matter what happened or no matter what you did yeah no it's so true and I know that in, like, the the yogic sciences, they talk about how the different ways that you look at things can literally detract from the amount of energy you have and, therefore, what you're going to have the capacity to do or change in your life. And looking at it, as Callisto was just describing, from a very empowering avenue, no matter what situation you're in, you know, it could be, like, really not... It could be not as intense. It could be something, like, very intense. But just having the perspective in your own consciousness that you always have the power to get to that next level of healing, even if it's just, you know, one step at a time. It's always kind of one step at a time, but then you quantum leap. Um, Yes. And just like Annika was saying about difference between keeping yourself in a rut complaining about the same surface level things every day and then actually expressing a hard emotion that you're experiencing it's like pay attention 
to how things feel in your body. If something is like bringing you down, dampening you, and you can feel it in your spirit versus even the hardest, most worst, ugliest thing you could ever express is going to feel so liberating and like freedom and like a true expression. So you could always just tell in your own body if you're complaining or if you're getting something off your chest. Yes. A hundred, a hundred percent. Completely. And misery loves company. And it's just so true. And for those of us who, there's a quote that's like, avoid the unhappy and the unlucky because it's contagious, strict. But I do think there's a certain amount of truth to that within reason. And then also the idea of be mindful in in my own mind like if I'm feeling low keep it to myself like be mindful of having that tendency of like the those thought forms want to go get complained about to, no. the, to that person that's, that's kind of like a, a certain way of thinking about it but it's true it's very addictive and it's like it feeds on itself and it wants to feed on itself. Mm-hmm. And at a certain point in time, it's like, just nip it. Just nip it in the bud. Bite the bullet. It's not the yummiest mm-hmm. bite you've ever tasted. But And know that when you start trying to watch that and start trying to do it, it's going to be so tempting to do it anyway. Like, I can't tell you how many times during this month of no complaining that it was like I would decide not to do it sometimes I would do it anyway and I'd be like okay I'm just gonna like you know you make so many excuses for how you're just gonna say this one thing and it's hilarious because so much of the time it's actually so so unnecessary and it's in that process that I and other people that I know realize that it's like truly a compulsory addiction it's just such an interesting experience but that is where the magic is happening like in that exact example Annika just described like her mind is literally being reprogrammed and I relate so much on a different mental tendency and subconscious block not the addiction to complaining which is very common but the people pleasing and I feel like we should definitely do an episode on this in the future but when I was really in the thick of reprogramming my people pleasing there were times when I knew what my intuition wanted and I knew I was the expectations or who I would disappoint was weighing on me so heavy that I knew I was gonna people please and even though that was the main thing I was working on I knew that I was not strong enough to do it and I would be in tears I would be so suffering but it's like looking back I'm like that was like I was in the battlefield of my consciousness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Truly where the magic happens. Uh, and oh my gosh. I feel like there were other things on the tip of my brain about this entire conversation, but they're not coming to the forefront of my mind. <laughs> we'll definitely have to do a part two. And the thing is, so many of our topics are so interrelated because they are all based around the mystical and practical art of reprogramming the subconscious mind. So Mm -hmm. even when it comes to quantum time, when it comes to quitting people-pleasing, when it comes to our favorite subliminal meditations and, like, all these different topics we can talk about, they're always going to be able to in some way shape and form be connected to this analogy of the holographic universe theory Mm -hmm. yeah that's so true this is so foundational and this leads me to my final thought which is that putting the conscious effort towards making these shifts within ourselves we've talked about quantum leaps before but even if it seems like one tiny step at a time or like eight steps forward and three steps back it's like eventually there's always a quantum leap and it is so cool and wonderful to experience and we're just all here in the landscape of 
quantum time and holographic reality. And it's so fun to experience it for oneself. So if you're still here, I'm assuming you're someone who's into this sort of thing. So we are so happy to be here with you. Life on Earth, life in this hologram, traversing reality together in the subship. So Yes, so keep your hands and arms in until you are safely docked in your castle subship port upon arrival at Heaven on Earth. But you guys, we were talking about, and we have an energy update coming soon, that honestly, that's going to possibly be a lot, lot sooner than we think. Yeah. So... Stay sharp, as I know you guys always do. <laughs> so love you guys. Talk to you guys we um, love you in so a couple much. weeks. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Adios. Adios. Ciao.